Hey out there, everybody, and welcome to Caffeination 517, the 517th edition here at the Caffeination Podcast. We are doing this live, as live as it can be, over at live.caffeination.com. This is the uh, weekly live show we're doing. It's uh, 9.30 Eastern Time over at uh, Caffeination or live.caffeination.com. So if you uh, would like to play along with the group, you can uh, do that. Uh, We have a bunch of people in the chat room. We're going to try and uh, work everything out here as per usual, and uh, then we're going to get you a fantastic show out. So I am here with my wonderful co-host. Steve. This is Steve. (laughs) Steve has a voice this week, so we can actually do the show, and there's a bunch of other uh, factors that kind of uh, chimed in. If you were looking for this show last week, it didn't exist, and uh, we're going to get as to why that happened in a little bit as well. Um, We have a great show lined up for you today. I think uh, think it's pretty good. We got a little alphabet soup flying in the radar here. Uh, you want to give the, uh, the the contact information since I usually tend to talk a lot. No, you can keep going. I can really. Yeah. Is, yeah. is it going to be all right? Yeah, because if I keep going, I might cough and then you know. Okay. Blow everybody's eardrums. Okay. Well, you know, just turn your head and cough. So uh, yeah, we have a great show lined up. Uh, if you are looking to get any contacts, feedback, suggestions, hate mail, and you'd like to send them off, you can either email me at paul at caffeination dot com. Or Steve at caffeination.com. Good pickup, good pickup. See, we're getting better here. It's we almost are. like we're the news team. Almost. Yeah, the Action 5 news team, That's maybe. Right. So so we need two other guys in the background. I, I, I could be Ron Burgundy. You could. Well, who yeah. are you? Are you the sports guy or are you the uh, are you brick? I might have to be brick. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all about uh, anthropomorphizing and uh, throwing a couple of uh, names in the hat here. Apparently, uh, earlier this evening, I, I was told that I was Beast, one Hank McCoy, because I was somewhat intelligent and very hairy. And uh, you were Gambit, because no, obviously did. you're tall and Cajun. No. <laughs> so, so uh, we, we've had, we've had a lot of fun, fun things. Who were you? Did you have anybody? No, no. I uh, <clears throat> it was just uh, I told your son that you you know that you were beast because you're so smart and hairy. Uh, well, that that's fantastic. There, thank you. I'll treasure that always. You'll remember. <laughs> oh, he will. He will. He's a, he's a very smart kid. All right, so we have a uh, a fun little thing we're going to give a rundown here. If you're looking for this episode or any of its other episodic friends, they can all be found lovingly nestled over www.caffination.com. That is caffeination.com in case you couldn't figure that out. You're listening to the Caffeination Podcast. Figure it would kind of be easy to uh, keep everything in the mix there. Uh, we have a, uh, a series of things that we usually don't uh, mention, but if you're looking for me, I'm twitter.com slash caffeination. We have a Facebook fan page that I highly suggest you head on over there and fan so you can see the other uh, discussions that go on uh, if you are looking to leave a voicemail comment you can do so at 215-240-1319 it's direct to voicemail it's a google voice number so it's easy to to kind of uh, work it out uh, we have rss itunes zoom all the other ways you can possibly get this wonderful little episodic content delivered straight to your thinking box and that's all listed over at the homepage. Um, today's episode 517 it's a this was supposed to be last week. Yeah. Uh, didn't we, happen. We we uh, participated in the internet blackout last week, and uh, it actually s- wonderfully coincided with Steve's bout of laryngitis. Yeah. So uh, it would have only been me talking 99% of the show as opposed to the 94% that I usually hit now. I'd just sit here and nod. Well, that, that's pretty good. Next time we have to put some rattles around here. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, no, I, I talk a lot anyway, but uh, we we have a lot of fun stuff, so we're just going to dig right on in here. Uh, what did you do, Geeky, this past two weeks? Anything? I, actually, no. Nothing? I was just trying to 
get through the whole laryngitis thing. Okay, so you, you didn't geek that out. You didn't you didn't find any home remedies that you'd like to share with the group. I, I I looked, but you know nothing, nothing that wowed me. Nothing nothing but worked out. Nothing worked out. I tried honey. I tried. Did you try honey and lemon in tea? I did. It didn't work. So you know what? That I think you used the wrong kind of tea. So that's that's just my opinion. Yeah, you know what? It's it's all it's only a home remedy if it actually accidentally works that one time. Yeah. It's kind of like the hangover cures. Oh, you should try coffee. Trust me, it doesn't work. <laughs> but you know, it's like there's all these fun things that you can try and these these one little uh, different little contraptions that you can do. Um, what did I do, geeky, this week? I beat uh, beast mode in um, Gears of War three. Um, I got up to level like forty in uh, the horde mode. So I got really far in those, and I, and I actually finally accomplished the one thing that my son has been asking me to do since Christmas. Um, we got the new Cars 2 video game, and all he wanted to do was dr- drive Lightning McQueen around Radiator Springs. Of course, Radiator Springs isn't a track that they give you. <laughs> so you have to beat up to the level where you get Radiator Springs, and it's right. in the fifth chapter. So I finally, after all these times, you know, it's not actually a really easy game. Like, you can win all the races you want, but you have to win them the right way, and there's some things that don't always work out. So I finally sat down enough time. I was playing it mostly with him, and I sat down this past week and, like, beat up to where Radiator Springs. Now he's just having fun rolling around the thing. He's like, oh, look, don't let Frank get you. And, and uh, we're, we're driving through. He's like, wow, man, look at the light. He has all these little fun things that are from the movie. But, uh, you know, it, it was one of those things where it's, I never thought that that would be the problem, you know? It was, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, all right, cars too, I'm going to have problems teaching them how to drive or teaching them how to shoot the weapons. No, 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 he got all that. He just wanted to play in Radiator Springs. That's all he <laughs> wanted. You drive down to Willie's Butte, around Willie's Butte, and then you come on back, and it has Willie's Butte, including a special, special super secret, well, not really secret, a super turbo boost if you drift around the outside of the canyon. Right. If you do it in just the right location, which is um, indicated, like, you get full bars of turbo. Oh, wow. It's really, really cool. So it's a fun game. It's like Mario Kart, but for the uh, the Xbox. So, yeah. Yeah, I really like it. All right. Here, we're going to just lay this out right now. we got the <laughs> rant ahoy, uh, because i got a lot of stuff to say, and uh, I'm pretty well uh, greased up. I'm ready to go. <laughs> now we just need to get a timer in the upper yeah, well, <laughs> well, We need to have the, uh, the rant cam. The rant cam. Where, where we just starting like, I get like really right up into it. Uh, maybe we could uh, do the, uh, what, what's that show? Jim Cramer, where he has the mad money, where he has all the sound effect buttons yeah. and stuff he hits. Sell, 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 and all that stuff. Yeah, that'd, that'd be kind of fun. But All right. Here, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you a quick little explanation of things and then we're going to dive on into it um you've you've heard a lot probably in the news well at least relatively recently you've heard in the news about sopa and pippa we're not talking about the chick from england we're talking about pipa and sopa these are stop the online piracy act and whatever pipa stands for i can't remember off the top of my head but uh, these are two pieces of legislation, one put in the Senate, one put in the House, that were, that were recently put out into committee that were trying to find a way to allow the Motion Picture Association and uh, the uh, Recording Industry of America Association uh, uh, ways to curtail piracy because they thought that their business model was being threatened by the Internet. It's been more than that. It's, it, there, there's a lot of other problems that are actually out there. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure most of you, if you've bought music on the Internet, if you've bought other things, or if you've seen the, rant, the rampant pirating as they've, they've uh, put it out there, it's like you know that obviously something had to be done. Here's the problem. Laws shouldn't be put into to to uh, 
prop up old business models. You don't see anybody going around saying that the internet is going to be illegal because newspapers are going out of business. I'm sure the newspapers would love that, that you couldn't actually put articles out there, you couldn't actually put news stories out there if they hadn't already been put into print first. But you know why nobody did it? Because it's stupid. And because the universe, the, uh, the, the newspapers and everything didn't have a powerful enough lobby. They weren't paying somebody. The, the really freaky thing about all of this legislation that's actually going out, that's actually in the news right now, is that the guy that's in charge of it, Chris Dodd, he's the guy who's in charge of the Motion Picture Association of America, he was a former senator who has the uh, the, the lovely uh, connotation or the lovely uh, moniker attached to him. He's the person who, throughout history, has received the most money from the MPAA. So then, of course, you know, after he gets kicked out of Congress, they hire him. I mean, you figure they've been paying him for years. Why not hire him now? So they're putting out legislation. They're saying that this is what we want. This is what we want you to do. Why does any trade organization get to put something out and say that that should be a law? That's not who puts people into power. That's not who gets to do things. You know, it's the lawmakers are elected by the people. There's so many things that we could put out there. I have very different political views from most people, and I know Steve and I don't necessarily see eye to eye on everything, but you don't have to. I'm sure somebody loves the idea of a company getting into the middle of Congress and saying, yeah, you know what would be really good for my business? I'm going to lay out exactly the terms that you need to write down. You're going to put them into law, and just all the people or you know, the little piggy banks that are scattered around are just going to have to pay into the system. That's not the way that this should work. So SOPA and PIPA actually were out there, and through you know the internet blackout and a couple other things that you know the, the news media started getting put on a carpet and basically said look there's millions of signatures against these things out there and petitions why are you not covering it that was two days before the blackout then the blackout happened on uh, january 18th where wikipedia shut completely down google had a blacked out area facebook had a black blacked out area you couldn't get to the caffeination.com other than finding a blacked out area there's a lot of other places that just you know it, it was a huge groundswell of support against these pieces of legislation because of the fundamental ways in which they broke the internet through dns filtering which is way over the 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 usual head of what we would talk about on this show i'm not going to go into what a dns is if you're curious you can email me and i will explain ad nauseum or if you can read some any one of the number of a uh, little uh, tidbits that i actually put into one of the i think uh, back in black stop sopa and pippa the first article that i have linked there I actually explain a little bit what, what dns is it's really blindingly simple once you you find the right analogy and what the, uh, the the lovely companies that are out there wanted to do is say hey you know what we think you're pirating something so pull you off the internet no that's not how it works and then after they pulled out that bit of legislation there's a whole bunch of other censorship problems it's, there's no oversight to any of this stuff there's no like there's so many different things wrong with these pieces of legislation that they were kind of just trying to put up the most egregious uh 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 Things and then as soon as the DNS filtering got pulled out, they said, "Oh well, you know what? The rest of the stuff can't be seen that bad in association with it, you know, because I mean, hey, you you really want content creators to get paid? That's not the problem. It's not that the content creators aren't getting paid. It's that the people who take seventy percent of the cut when the songs sold on iTunes aren't getting paid. The artist might only make five or six cents from the ninety-nine cents that you're paying. You know, like six percent or six cents goes to Apple. Six cents goes to like the." Uh, 
the credit card uh, transaction fees, which everybody still has to pay. They're the people who are making the money. The artist might not get anything. The 70 cents or so goes to the RIAA on that one. That's not fair to anybody. That's ridiculous. So I get really hot and bothered about the, the intellectual property things. I think that the laws are fundamentally broken. I mean, any you can listen to song after song after song and find bits of that song that have existed in previous songs. Steve and I will actually, you know, it's like we're listening to the song and say, hey, wait a minute, you know, that's, that sounds a little bit like this. And then you'll play that song on YouTube now because you can. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow, that's where the song came from. It came from this jazz lyric. Or, you know, th- this this little guitar riff is from somewhere else. How would you like it, things so locked down, that if you really had a good idea for a new take, I'm not saying, like, you want to play a whole lot of love and you want to make that and you're going to re-record that exactly, but you really liked one little bar in there and you wanted to flip it down, you know, put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it, <laughs> I'd probably get sued for putting that out there. Like, these are the kind of things that just putting that in there in some kind of an innocuous manner would be copyright violation, and everybody get all thrown up out about it. So that's not what really needs to happen. This is ridiculous. It's way too over-the-top, and it's way too heavy-handed for anything. And then after all this happened, after this groundswell of support, and I know that I'm, I'm, I'm definitely running on here, but... The, the groundswell of support that actually basically came up, none of the lawmakers are all of a sudden willing to touch this thing. So they're actually calling this a toxic issue. Nobody wants to deal with intellectual property. So there's a different way that's coming out right now that unfortunately we're not going to get into too much today. Watch the video, and I promise you this will be this will be worth it. But it's called ACTA. This is not a U.S. law. It's not a U.K. law. It's not something from Ireland, India, Somalia, anything like that. This is an international treaty. And what it basically is is that content providers would have the ability to force ISPs, internet service providers, whoever you buy your internet from, you know, Comcast, Cox Cable, whatever else is out there, they would force them to scan every single bit of information that you send out or receive for possible copyright violations. And if they think that you might have violated the copyright, you're off the internet. If I send you an email and or, or if I if I put a video up online of my kids dancing around and in the background there's some uh, music, I could get pulled off the internet and possibly put 5 years in jail because a song was playing on the radio. That's not the way the creativity happens. That's not the way that this stuff should be written. So you really need to 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 educate yourself and we really need to keep this groundswell going. The problem with uh, grassroots movements is that they get fatigued very easily. I know I'm I'm disgusted that I have to talk about yet another alphabet soup kind of thing getting thrown out there. SOPA, PIPA, acted net neutrality. This is all this stuff that just keeps coming up time and time again. And the the problem is we can't stop. We have to keep educating ourselves and we have to keep putting your voice out there, even if it's only clicking the button to to write your congressman and say, hey, this is ridiculous. Why are you supporting this? Enough people do that. All of a sudden they say, hey, you know what? My money train's going to stop if I keep doing this that's that's really honestly the only thing that we have and then the the last little fun thing which is something that's kind of kind of sitting on the horizon we've talked about the MakerBot a bunch of times yes you can put things up there and you can scan items and this is the pirate bays problem and we're, we're going to say, I don't support piracy. Everybody has to say that. But I don't support piracy, but then again, I don't think piracy is the kind of theft that they're talking about. If you're going to steal this bowl from me, the bowl I'm holding up, I don't have this anymore. But if you're going to steal a movie, that movie's still where it was. If you're going to go on there and you, you rip that movie off a DVD, nobody is saying, I think you should be able to rip a movie off a DVD that you legally own. It's the same thing you do with CDs. 
you should be able to say, hey, you know what? I want to enjoy that, and you can have a pretzel. I'm <laughs> yeah, stealing the bowl. Uh, you're stealing the bowl. Now I don't have my bowl of pretzels anymore. You know what? I really wanted my bowl of pretzels. They look very tasty. However, they crunch very loud into the microphone. We can't have that happen on a show as fine as this. But the, the problem with these things is that they use outdated terminology for what we see. It's, it's ridiculous and it's, it's just disgusting. But the problem that we're going to see with the MakerBots and the things like that that actually do 3D printing is that you're going to see people taking shapes and they're taking functionalities that can actually be reproduced with 3D printers. And they're going to start copywriting a shape. Like, this is the kind of thing that's, that it's going to get down to. Somebody's going to copyright the wheel, and all of a sudden, nothing will be able to have freaking wheels. I mean, if I go much further, I'm going to start cursing on the show, and I'm not really allowed. I don't really want to. But you can kind of see how somebody say, hey, you know what? That's a piece of art. Why would you want to copy a piece of art? Yeah, but you know what? By copying the piece of art, you're not reducing the value of the original. You have a crappy plastic version of it. You don't have the, the massive fine granite sculpture. You don't have the Venus de Milo or something like that. I mean, in a certain light, you know, people get paid for taking pictures of the Eiffel Tower. But you can't take pictures of the Eiffel Tower at night because that's actually restricted under French law. You can't sell a picture of the Eiffel Tower at night. Hmm. There's, there's all these kinds of ridiculous laws out there that nobody really knows. And it's not like you can't grow chicken, chickens and bottles in Kentucky. It's like you know one of those stupid laws from the stupid laws book. But it's, it's one of those things where it's, these laws actually affect real people. And we need to start fighting them. And so we need to start coming around and you know, really kind of uh, – yeah, I'm done. <laughs> uh, I got nothing else for this. I, I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure everybody else <laughs> – and we have people with 22-inch triangles on their car. But you know what? I actually already copyrighted triangles. I'm sorry, man. You're going to have to go with the dodecahedron. Old school style. <laughs> you know what? And then you're going to have to learn the the, uh, the names of the shapes for the seven and the nine-sided ones. By the way, the seven-sided uh, shapes called a heptagon, and the nine-sided ones called a nonagon. So there you go. Here we are. All right, we're going to move on to the next fun story, and hopefully I'll get off my high horse. The next fun little thing that you're going to see coming out on the Caffeination within the next week is that we're actually going to be playing with the NBA 2K12 downloadable content. Uh, It's called the Legends Mode. There's over 150 stars that are actually in it, and we actually have giveaway codes for that that we're going to give away on the next episode. Nice. So you can, uh, you know, we're we're going to be doing that. So make sure you stop in here next week. Um, The giveaway codes are for Xbox Live Marketplace points. We have uh, two, or we have one uh, one thing. I think it's for uh, 1,200 or 1,600 points. I got to check. But it's uh, pretty good. You can get all kinds of fun stuff, and uh, you can get the NBA 2K thing. So that that's really good. I'd like to thank the fine people from 2K Interactive for allowing us to do that. Um, next little thing, so I can stop talking, but it's yet another fun, awesome thing that we have up here, is, uh, what is it? That's oh, Babies and Butthead in real life. Oh, cool. <laughs> and uh, what this is, is... Uh... <clears throat> As I was looking around, I found out that a uh, special makeup uh, artist uh, by the name of uh, Kevin Kirkpatrick um, did did a piece called Beavs and Butthead uh, for a an art show called Conjoined 2, which I believe uh, all the artwork there is on sale. And so he did Beavs and Butthead, and they are pr- really detailed, and the fact that Beavis looks like that is horrifying. I just uh, looking at him gives me nightmares. Yeah, I, I, I I'm gonna actually scroll down so the fine people in the chat room can actually see Beavis. Beavis is freaky beyond belief. Oh yeah, it looks like a Beavis. 
But, I mean, Butthead actually looks like a normal person that just is sort of similar to that. Yeah. Uh, Beavis doesn't look like anybody who could ever actually exist. That, that's really <laughs> utterly freaky. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean there, there's there's no way to really uh, go about that one. <laughs> I, I, I'm impressed with how much detail actually went into it. I mean, even the braces itself is yeah. actual work. It's, it's, it's amazing. Do you know what these actually reminded me of when, when I actually saw these? <clears throat> um, did you ever read any of the books or, or see any of the things where they talked about uh, like a forensic analyst can get a skull and based on the scars on the actual skull they can rebuild what yeah. the face looks like? That's the kind of thing that I thought, <laughs> I've thought of. I was like, oh my god, it's like they pulled a cartoon skull out of the TV and actually made something out of it. <laughs> I just thought that was pretty awesome. Oh yeah, and you know what? And they're actually, uh, if if it is what it you know actually on sale, it's fourteen thousand for it. Fourteen thousand dollars for Beavis and Butthead. Oh, cool. <laughs> you said sale. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I, I do have a much better impersonation, but I just uh, I think I'm starting to get a little uh, verklempt. Huh. Maybe, maybe it was the long rant. I think that was like about a, a 15 minute. About that. Yeah. So that's around as long as the old caffeination actually used to be. Uh, we're going we're gonna to share a fun little link. The only reason I'm putting this up there is because I actually thought it was incredibly awesome. But uh, Daniel Radcliffe, the uh, pl- actor who plays Harry Potter, actually has a uh, a clip of him from a, from a, from a TV show in 2010 singing "The Elements" by Graham Lair. Uh, Graham Lair or David Lair? I can't remember who sings the. Oh, Tom Lair. Oh my God! I Close enough. Remember. Yeah, it's one of those guys. <laughs> but uh, it, it was one of those things. Don't you don't need to watch it now? But it, it's just one of the, a, a fantastic example of a singular talent remembering every element within the periodic table. So <laughs> there you go. I thought it was pretty cool. All right. Next little thing that we got for you here is a wonderful story for Steve. I can That's stop right. Talking yet again. I'll give you a little break. And uh, what this is is uh, <clears throat> a. Cologne manufacturer by the name of uh, Jad's Jades, however you say it, uh, who is also known for making uh, Star Trek cologne, uh, has brought out the Avengers cologne. The Avengers cologne. The Avengers cologne. You could smell like any of the Avengers from Hulk to uh, Thor, um, Captain America, and Iron Man. I'd actually want to see exactly, or want to smell exactly what what they smell like, because I mean I'm really picky about cologne, <laughs> and I mean I think my body's pretty picky about cologne too. I know you've heard this story before, but there was this we were actually like out looking for things, and my wife's like, yeah, you know, you should probably get you know a more adult cologne. Mm-hmm. So I went out there, and this one woman was trying to sell me this one. It was like a Tommy Hilfiger something or other, and uh, she she said, oh, this smells fantastic, and it was okay. I'm not going to lie and say it was horrible, but when she sprayed it on me, something about the chemical reaction between that and my skin turned it to the most rank odor I had smelled that day. <laughs> and she, she like, she's turning her nose up. My wife was, was disgusted. It really did smell horrible. But it was only when it was on me. So, and I'm, I'm sitting there, it's like, do you have anything to get this off? I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't get the smell out of my nose. And she's, she's wrinkling her nose, trying to get past that point where she's like, oh no, it really smells good on you. It's like, yeah, thanks. If I want to really smell like a garbage dump, I'm going to buy it. But uh, I ended up buying something completely different. So I'd like to see what these smell like. So I'm only imagining, uh, with all the time that Iron Man spends inside of the armor, a little bit of sweaty. Uh, so yeah, they're going to go musk. They actually have it here. Um, let's see. What does it say? Uh, yes. It combines uh, Mandarin, Nerali, Nostatarium, uh, and Jasmine. 
What Ooh. Iron Man does? Yeah. How, why would Iron Man have Jasmine? That doesn't make any sense. Oh wait, okay, I see what it is. Yeah, I see. Okay, the uh, the Patriot Cologne. <laughs> uh, yeah. Green Ooh. lime, white pepper, dry oak wood. Yeah, these aren't colognes. These are like essential oils. It's like if you're going to go into a head shop and you know yeah. cast a spell as as one of them. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like you know, maybe you, see, you have sit around the candle, light it, smear some oil on something. But you know, I, I don't understand the. Uh, the, the 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 things i mean i like hulk smash I, I like i love the artwork that they have yeah i mean i'd like to smell like a norse god but you know i don't I, you know <laughs> how, how do you smell make-believe <laughs> maybe smell like a puppet from the back of mr rogers closet i don't know but maybe. i mean <laughs> all right we're moving on from that because there's a, that can only go one way oh uh, yeah all right you want to take the next one too I uh, you know what you, you could take it i mean you yeah. you look like you're ready to go Really? <laughs> All right. I thought this was uh, pretty cool. This is a zombie hunting assault rifle with chainsaw bayonet. Now, we're not talking the chainsaw bayonet that you're going to see on the uh, – what, what is the actual official name? The Lancer. That's it. There you it, go. From, from uh, Gears of War, which you've never played Gears of War. It's probably the most awesome weapon that they ever included. Oh, yeah. I think the retro lancer is pretty cool because it has like the old school bayonet that you can do a charge and stab somebody. And there's all kinds of lovely gore that goes with it. But the chainsaw is just a really visceral weapon. Like your your controller has a slight shake as it's cutting through something or somebody. But uh, you know this this is actually something you can buy. And I I don't understand how it's legal. I assume maybe the parts are legal, but it can't be like I, I, one of the things that I found from like that uh, story we had a little while ago about the guy who had the uh, the largest bore rifle in the world. Yeah, like you can't make your own gun and have it legal. It's not like something you can do in your basement. It's there's up to a certain caliber where anything beyond that's just bad juju. So I'm pretty sure that there needs to be some kind of restrictions on things you can strap to the bottom of assault rifles. Uh, like chainsaws should probably be one of the ones up there. This is apparently is commercially available. Uh, you can buy it. It looks like somebody put a hedge trimmer on top of a uh, on top of an assault rifle. I have a healthy respect for weapons, so <laughs> I don't necessarily think that I would trust myself for the stability factor of having a, a chainsaw. And again, if we're gonna go for pure zombie fighting mayhem, bullets are great, but they draw a crowd. The yeah. same thing with chainsaws. You'd be a lot better off with a samurai sword. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Maybe a poleaxe because you got a little bit more distance behind yeah. you. But uh, you know, I, I don't know. What would your what would your go to weapon be for zombie fighting? Uh, zombie fighting. I mean, we're I... talking anything anything in the uh, in in your immediate purview. I'll even give you a gun or something like that if you had to. Ah oh, man, I <coughs> I'm all about the boom. So I, I I'd say just throw some grenades all over the place and see where it goes. And see where it goes. Yeah, just. Pullman, <laughs> launch a, him. You're gonna be a sweaty meat popsicle <laughs> by the end of it. <laughs> I'm all about the long arm of the law. I want the pole arm. Maybe, maybe the if you're really gonna go a little bit uh, you know, normal, like something that somebody would actually have in their in their uh, their garden tools, like maybe one of those really long clippers for clipping the trees. But I mean, that doesn't really. It's not like an immediate weapon. I'd have to put in a machete, which I actually have two of. And, you know, just like dual wield, do a little Leonardo up at the top. But see, the problem is the difference between you and me is my best uh, weapon would be my feet because zombies hate fast food. <laughs> <laughs> you were holding on that one, weren't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I might not be quick, but I'm definitely going to cut a path to the door, <laughs> shall we say. <laughs> dual wielding indeed. <laughs> oh, my God. So would you dual wield the feet? I would. 
So uh, do do you get a do you get a bonus for being quicker? What, what would you have to do? Would you have to roll for dexterity before you do that, or maybe? I think I would have to roll for dexterity for dual wielding. I'm not necessarily sure about running. No, you never know. Yeah, maybe if you have charisma, they just charm them. <laughs> really low, they think you're already dead, so they're not going to bother you. Maybe you have a pork chop amulet that you wear around your neck, and then you're bait for the rest of the group. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> bait. <laughs> we like to call Steve Bait. <laughs> Get on down there, boy. <laughs> All right. Um, next little fun thing we have for you, HTML5. It's really turned into a very rich, mature markup uh, markup language. Yeah, that's going to be your new name, Bait. Bait. <laughs> no, it can't be Bait. Bait. Oh, bait. Yeah. We had a uh, professor from South Carolina who, uh, we were t- I was trying to explain a problem we were having with the computers, and he says, whoa, 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 boy, let me, let me tell you something to you. You, you got to slow that down and add some twang. I can't understand a word you just said. I need a beer. <laughs> he also taught a sustainability class and he drove a Hummer. So, oh, so that, that was green architecture for you. He was an awesome dude, I got to tell you. But uh, that was my favorite quote from him ever. So <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I loved it. And like it, my only problem with uh, some of the people from the different areas of the country when we get them into the school yeah. is I have a tendency to pick up people's accents without doing it. Unfortunately, it's like in, in the middle of the conversation, I'll switch to how they speak. And some people have gotten offended. It's not that I'm trying to offend you. It's it's that my it, I'm a natural mimic. My my voice just tries to. It's like we had we had two guys from Britain, and it was just it was bad. I, I you know before long everything was uh, everything was all kinds of uh, mixed up. <laughs> so I didn't know whether I was coming or going. But the, what we're really talking about here is HTML5 runs Command and Conquer now. So they're saying HTML5 is now relevant. I've seen it do some really cool stuff from video players on iPads and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. But the Command and Conquer element is actually playing games entirely programmed in HTML. Right. That that's that blows the lid off it. I can't even imagine that. It's like I I don't even know how you'd begin to to program a full game in it. So <laughs> it's it's just insane. So I, I just thought it was really cool. I wanted to put it out there. I I think it's it's publicly available. You don't have to worry about it. It was just some guy's project, and he says here you can go go ahead and play. <laughs> I want somebody to actually do like the original Warcraft and possibly SimCity, and then I think I'd be all about it. Yeah. Or if you're talking about Canadians, all about it. <laughs> yeah, the only people who say a boot are people making fun of Canadians. Canadians actually do usually don't say that. So I figure if we're going to just start, you know, insulting people from all around here, you know, we have the Wooder thing. So if you're ever listening to us, uh, it's it's Wooder, it's Wooder, and coffee sometimes, depending. How do you Co- say it? Coffee, coffee. Some people up north say coffee. Coffee. I've heard I've heard that everywhere and everywhere else. Uh, we were actually out in Las Vegas, and uh, we were we, a waiter was waiting on us. My wife and he said, "Well, what would you like?" My wife says, I'd like a glass of water, please. And, she, and they go, um, sorry, what? And <laughs> she goes, water and wet stuff? And then one of the guys across the, the table <laughs> across the table goes, water. He's like, oh, you're not from around here. This is Las Vegas. Nobody's from around here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, water, please. But, yeah, water is how we say it here. So, it's yeah, it, it, there, there, there's extra little oud in the, in the middle yeah. of our water. So if, if you saw the rivers, you'd understand <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We haven't seen blue water around here in a long time. What is blue? Some places. We went, we went on vacation, and I could have sworn you could see the bottom of the places you were swimming in. That's all kinds of weird. I need to pinch it. You. you might be dreaming. Yeah. 
All right, now this is the next really cool thing that we actually have here. It's uh, the world's one of the world's longest running experiments. Uh, this is a professor. I need to get the actual date down, but the, a professor a long time ago, 1927. Here it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was, it was one of those things where there's so many dates in the article, I was trying to figure it out. A professor was trying to prove to his students that uh, tar pitch, which you can actually shatter with a hammer if you hit it hard enough, was actually a liquid. They didn't believe him, so he heated something. He heated some of it for three days, put it into a filter, and then put it over top of a beaker. And apparently, it took forever and a day to get this stuff to drop. So he let it sit, and it the first drop fell in uh, nine years, so somewhere in the middle of the, the... So 1936. The next drop fell in 1954. So he left the experiment running, and it was put into a closet. And then beyond that, the next drop fell after the guy died in 1961. And now it's in 1975 the next drop fell, so you can slowly see this happening over time. I'm pretty sure most of his students have probably passed on as well at this point. But this just seemed really, really cool, and now you can watch it on a webcam. So if you thought watching grass grow was slow, you can now watch one of the world's longest-running experiments in real time. I didn't even know that. that that's really cool. That's just one of those things that, that's out there. It, if, if you actually ever go to a, a historical city around here, um, a historical building, rather, in the middle of the city, uh, you can see that glass is actually a liquid as well. And when you're looking at the panes of the glass, uh, at the top it's thinner and at the bottom it's thicker. And you can start to see the waves and the panes as they go down. I don't know how long the glass has to be up for that to actually happen. Right. But it takes a very, very long time. Some of the stuff from the 1800s is almost like paper thin up at the top if it was really bad glass. <laughs> so I just thought that was a really cool one to share with the group. All right. Next thing we got for you here. Uh, all right. The last thing we have in the Geek Cruft section of the Caffeination Podcast is a wonderful little uh, link to a wonderful guy that I met at PodCamp Philly. This is Chris Penn's Almost Timely Newsletter. I, I like to talk a lot about thinking about different ways about thinking about the web and thinking about the stuff you read and the content that you see. And, you know, I, I like to think that I have a relatively good head for marketing and stuff like that. But this man really has a brain apart from the rest of us. Uh, he, he thinks about things in a different way and he follows all the, only the best people out there. So he really has a culled together list that he puts up there relatively frequently and talks about the things that happened during the week and shows about the different things that happened and the different stuff that actually came out, how it's relevant to different things that are out there. So if you're wondering why different stuff is showing up in your Google results uh, this week as opposed to last week, this is the place to go. This, this man has unbelievable stuff. There's premium uh, content, and all you have to do is fill out a... a a subscription to his mailing list. The mailing list is free. The premium stuff's free. You just have to fill out uh, the rest of the uh, information and you get it. So if you're at all interested in any of the kind of internet marketing stuff that's out there, this is one of those things you really need to pay attention to. Chris Penn is an unbelievable mind and you really just, you need to read some of his stuff to find out. So that about wraps it up for the Geekcraft section here at the Caffeination Podcast. I'm getting tired of talking all the time. <laughs> I had a lot of stuff to talk about. <coughs> One more little article, or I think it's two more little articles, then you got another one. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
moving on to the food and caffeinated bits stuff here. Uh, we've, we've been going in a pretty good clip, i got to say. Yeah. We, we, we've mowed through the list relatively quickly. Do you want to take that, that one, by the way? Uh, why not? Okay, make sure you, you, you go to the, uh, the equation first. Yeah, I know. All right. So uh, the first thing before we get to that is we actually got an unbelievably wonderful coffee care package. Uh, this was from needcaffeine.com. I meant to bring the mug downstairs, and I didn't. But needcaffeine.com is one of the places where you can actually get uh, Intelligentsia coffee. Now, I am not from Chicago. I have no, I'm nowhere near Chicago, so I have never had Intelligentsia coffee. So I have to thank the fine folks, Kevin and the gang, over at, Intelligen- at uh, needcaffeine.com because it's one of the places you can get it. So they sent me a care package that included the uh, Flying Blend and the Black Cat Espresso, and they also sent me some unbelievable uh, Earl Grey tea. So I've been rocking that out. My wife and I have been drinking the Earl Grey. I've been drinking the Intelligentsia Flying Blend, and I have uh, I've brewed the Black Cat a couple times. So there's going to be a couple articles uh, over the next uh, week or so. One's on the Black Cat, and one's on the uh, the uh, Earl Grey tea. And I got to tell you, they're just superb products. They're incredibly fresh. So I just have to pass along the, the links to their their wonderful stuff. And uh, I did a couple little uh, things, and then I actually tried out my uh, photography equipment for some of this. So I think the pictures are looking all right. I think it look, came out good. Yeah, I just need to, to work on a couple of the other little angles and stuff like that. And then the best part about the entire situation was after I was all done, I was ready to wrap up, my son brought all his dinosaurs out and said that they needed a photo shoot too. <laughs> so we set up a whole big photo shoot that had you know all of Paul's dinosaurs in there and he had them attacking the the uh, plant eaters and he had them doing <laughs> other things and they were surrounding the trees and then we had like dinosaur prom pictures where there was the tree in the background and the rock in the foreground and he just wanted the same picture of every dinosaur so we moved them in and out <laughs> I, w- I asked him if he, I was going to ask him if the dinosaurs brought a date so I thought that was pretty cool <laughs> All right. The next little thing that we got for you here is a, a fun little uh, warning, I guess you would say. Yeah, I'd say so. And this is something that you found. Yes. And uh, this came from, <coughs> excuse me, what it is is a uh, during a science fair, a student uh, wanted to do a study. And he pretty much, uh, I remember you telling me he wanted people to sign a petition to, uh, to you know, put, yeah, to ban the uh, chemical dihydrogen monoxide now what this is is uh, the reasons he wanted to ban it was the fact that it can cause excessive sweating and vomiting major it's a major component in acid rain it can cause severe burns if it, and it's a gastro state uh, accidental inhalation can kill you uh, it contributes to erosion it decreases effectiveness of automobile brakes and it has been found in tumors of terminal cancer patients now, after doing a study that's, of 50 people... That's horrible. I mean, I can't even believe it. <coughs> put nah, that nah, I, I, I'm, I'm frightened to even read more of this. And um, after asking 50 people, uh, 43 agreed that it should be banned. Six were, you know, were undecided. They didn't know what it was. And one actually uh, knew what it was. And what is it, Paul? It's actually water. <laughs> so you're wondering why we're talking about water. It's water, water, whatever you want to do. And the uh, the fun part about it was that the name of his prize winning project was "How Gullible Are We?" So I, this is a this is definitely a uh, thing on uh, Gullible's travels. Yeah. So I, we should start a new podcast called Gullible's Travels. Things oh, we that should. we can fool people into believing. Oh yeah, I think it'd so. be like I think it maybe how about what do you think? Three stories and one of them would be fake. I think so. We can call it a, call it a Gullible's Corner. Gullible's Travels. 
So it'd be like Gulliver's Travels, but Gullibles. Yeah, but we're not traveling, really. Yeah, we are. We'll take people on a journey. <laughs> Intellectual trip. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe, maybe, maybe we will do that. That'll be fun. Yeah. We have to, we'll have to plan ahead of time. We'll, we'll, no live show for that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the next thing that we got up here? Mamma Mia. <laughs> and what this is is actually uh, something that you'd probably be a fan of. And uh, pizza beer. And uh, oh. this was actually uh, this is actually brewed by uh, ah, in by Tom and Athena Seaforth in uh, Campton Township, Illinois. Seaforth. Yeah, and their uh, slogan is "It's beer so good it deserves a wine glass." Ooh, that's fancy. That is fancy. Fancy tastes good sometimes. <laughs> and apparently, uh, this has been going on since 2006, and. Why haven't we heard of that? I don't know. We have I, a fun little beer distributor around here that has like, you know, I think 900 <laughs> bottles or something. I got to see if they got this in stock. I didn't see this. I'm pretty sure I would have picked this one up. Yeah, I forget how I came across this, but uh, it, it was intriguing. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. All right. Uh, I think that... All right, wait. We got one more thing. The next little thing we got, or actually two little things. Uh, if you are ever in the uh, mood to do a little mixology yourself, you know that one of the major ingredients that's out there in a lot of the, the sweeter cocktails is actually grenadine. So I found this fun thing over at Food uh, Beast that actually shows you how to make your own grenadine. So I thought it was really cool. It's one cup unsweetened pomegranate juice and one half cup uh, granulated sugar. You basically superheat the pomegranate juice and you pour in the sugar. It's the same way you make simple syrup. I actually like making vanilla simple syrup to throw into some uh, cordials because it actually works out a little bit better. So it's just one of those ones of one uh, yeah. one of those ones I wanted to share with the group. I almost got entirely through the show without messing things up too bad. So close, so close yet so far. All right, next little thing and the last little thing we got for you on today's show uh, is if you are doing anything tomorrow morning, you might want to tune in over at Facebook for the Bean Chat. That's right, Gavalia Coffee has uh, invited me to actually host the Bean Chat over uh, tomorrow morning. It's at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so I'm taking an early lunch, and I'm uh, working with some fun people to actually uh, moderate the Bean Chat. It's kind of like the chat room that we got going for uh, this thing here. So if you like Gavalia, you can uh, join into the Bean chat icon right around 10 o'clock and uh, it usually lasts about an hour so it i've, I've never seen all all the, all the wonderful things they can do so if you're, you're interested you might want to stop over and check that out that about wraps it up here today was there anything else you, you wanted to add i can't think of anything Okay, now I'd like to put out a, a, an official apology. If, a, if my accents were either too close to the mark or too far up from the mark, uh, I apologize now because you know, I don't ever mean to offend people. I just do it naturally, unfortunately. <laughs> it's one of those things where I just start going with a story, and sometimes people are like, you know what, you're, you're, you're kind of getting on my nerves now. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I just wanted to put it out there. <laughs> there's, there's always a couple people who write in and say, so it's like, yeah, I think you were a little over the line with this. You know what, it's, it's child-friendly show i can only spew so much pent-up stuff yeah. before uh before i start offending somebody so <laughs> all right all right uh i'd like to say thank you to everybody who stopped by the uh, the chat this time we actually have a wonderful collection of people the collective here today we have norbert daily demitas mr 486 and valley man 
That would be 10,001. All right. I, I always just kind of scope over. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like there's a one, a couple zeros, and a one. So there you go. So, but, uh, you know, we have a whole bunch of people in the chat room. So if you've ever liked to come by and see the wonderful, uh, the gaggle of people who follow around behind us, it's over at live.caffeination.com. That's 930 roughly Eastern time every uh, Wednesday night. So thank you ever so much and stay caffeinated, people.